Imagine telling your patient, I'm going to take out your cataract, but you shan't be allowed to go home for eight days. Postoperatively, your vision will be reasonably poor and you'll need thick, heavy glasses. Daunting, isn't it? Thankfully, cataract surgery today is a quick, socialist daycare procedure. Hello, I'm Amulya Das, postgraduate at Shankarnetralaya, Chennai. In this episode, I intend to bring you the history of phacoemulsification. Welcome to the sixth episode of Snippets, Kerry Adams and the Telephone Song. The story of a musician, showman, outcast luminary, Charles Kelman, also known as Kerry Adams, father of daycare cataract surgery and the brilliant phacoemulsification. I hope you enjoy listening. I'll start my story in 1930s New York, when Kelman was born. His first love was music. Growing up as a child, he learned to play harmonica, saxophone and clarinet. On his father's insistence that he become a doctor, he went to study medicine in Geneva, Switzerland. Sadly, his father David Kelman died six months before Charlie's graduation. Returning to USA, Charlie began his ophthalmology residency at Will's Eye Hospital, during which time he recorded a wonderful hit single, Telephone Numbers, under the pseudonym Kerry Adams. It brought him considerable success, but didn't last. He came back to ophthalmology. Cataract surgery in the early 1960s was done by intracapsular extraction. The incision was of 180 degrees. Patient had to stay in the hospital for eight days following a cataract surgery. Kelman strongly felt that this recovery period could be reduced enormously with smaller incisions. Smaller incisions meant faster healing. Charlie set out on a quest to find a way. Thus began the journey of phacoemulsification. He dabbled with bringing cryo to ophthalmology, which he soon learned was already done by someone else. Dr. Kelman wrote, I realized to be successful, the technique had to ensure that the lens remained stationary in the chamber. He experimented with techniques and devices to resolve, destroy the nucleus in the anterior chamber. Butterfly nets, vibrators, drilling tools, some rather sinister and dangerous were tried but deemed unfit. They happened to churn the eye. Kelman now was in a fragile state. His attempts on making the incision smaller and safer were failing. Driven to achieve a way to make it possible, Kelman persevered in the face of adversity. With funds running out, Kelman was in need of a quick working solution. Surprisingly, then came the Eureka moment on a dentist's chair. He noticed an instrument that the dentist used to remove tartar. The ultrasonic device was constantly spraying moist air and water. It rotated at 40,000 cycles per minute, and Kelman felt no pain. Amazed, he ran to the lab and returned with a cataract in hand, and asked if the ultrasound probe could emulsify the cataract, and it did. Kelman collaborated with Cavitron, a company that made the ultrasound dentist instrument to make the probe. Kelman strived to do all his work in great secrecy.
Mr. John Martin, a 79-year-old man, was blind from glaucoma, with a painful eye, wanted his cataract removed. In 1967, Kelman performed a very secretive surgery at Manhattan Eye Clinic on Mr. Martin. It took four hours, phaco time was 79 minutes, and the chamber was collapsing repeatedly. The cornea was injured and the iris shredded. Postoperatively, Kelman remarked, the eye was a bag of pus and subsequently had to be enucleated. Charlie noted that the suction was not maintained, which led to chamber collapse when line was occluded with lens matter. He found a flow meter and added it to the machine, which controlled the collapsing of the chamber during the procedure. With improvements on the machine, anterior chamber was maintained, surgical time reduced, and postoperatively, patients did well. Kelman patented the device. Charlie named the procedure phacos from Greek meaning lens and emulsification to form a liquid, hence phacoemulsification. The American Academy opposed, criticized, and forbade the use of phacoemulsification. Much like the Luddite, middle-aged men refused to learn the new technique and were reluctant to operate under a microscope. But Charlie wanted to spread the word. He did so by the word of mouth. Charlie set up the David Kelman Foundation, where he offered a five-day training program. Kelman, in order to improve hand-eye coordination, invented a dextrometer. Trainees had to pass the probe through loops without touching the edges of the loop of the dextrometer. Had it been touched, it emanated a loud screeching alarm. The American Academy, after careful evaluation, said the new procedure of phacoemulsification was no better than the current intracapsular surgery. In order to publicize the technique, showman Kelman appeared on The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, much like the Jimmy Fallon one we know of. Popularity grew, but the clinching stroke came with the invention of foldable eyewells by Thomas Mazzaco, the Mazzaco Taco Silicon IOL. One could do away with the incision being extended in order to insert the IOL. Faco was here to stay. The world congratulated him on his achievements. He received the Ridley Gold Medal, the National Medal of Technology Award and the Binkhoft Medal and posthumously was endowed with the Lasker Award, the American Nobel Prize equivalent. The darkest hour of the night comes just before dawn. Paulo Coelho, the alchemist. We have come a long way from when FACO was invented. This is the era of micro-insertion cataract surgery, where the incision is somewhere between 1.4 to 1.8 millimeters. FACO refractive procedure serves as a means to address astigmatism in a predictable and safe manner. This was a story of a man galvanized by the idea to make cataract surgery safer and cheaper who struggled to implement his ideas, struggles with acquiring principles to achieve liquefaction, struggles with gaining acceptance from the doctor community, and finally for the procedure to being accepted by the academy. We hope this story has amused you and lent some insights on fake emulsification, and in this hour of pandemic has left you feeling a little less weary and more hopeful. Now for the moment you have all been waiting for. Time to announce the winners of last week's question of the week. The winners are Nilesh from Shankar Netralia Academy, 
Nivedita Dabir from Fine Vision Optometry and Contact Lens Clinic, Suharsha Naik. Many congratulations to all our winners. And now, this week's question of the week is as follows. Why do superior clear corneal incisions produce more endothelial cell loss with phacoemulsification than with temporal clear corneal incisions? Answer the above question with the help of the link given below and don't forget to fill in the feedback form. Do tell us of the topics you would like to listen to on snippets. Coming next week is our episode of Toxoplasmosis. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. 